Hey everyone, this is Rob, founder of 10 Stories. I'm here with uh, Peter Weisbrot, our creative director. Hey everybody. And uh, today we're going to talk about um, AR, VR, XR, um, the metaverse and future media consumption. Yeah. So like the idea of virtual reality and our like how we can move into that space, but also how it might affect how we consume media, whether that's just movies and television or video games or something more, um, something more in depth, like more experiential, which is where you probably start thinking about the metaverse. And so it's really about what traditionally what we've seen on screen, whether movie theaters are in the home, we're taking that screen and just wrapping around us and experiences that we normally have listen to podcasts, um, watching movies, all these things coalesce into one thing. Yeah. Um, at least potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Um, the idea that you would enter a space that's completely yours in the sense that it's through a headset of some sort. Um, and then, yeah, you, you, you do, you do perhaps the same things that we do in, in, um, the real world. Um, meat space as some people call it which i think is pretty funny there's a digital space and then there's meat space like m-e-a-t because <laughs> we're oh, meat because we're physical our human bodies and this is this is meat space but um yeah like would you someday go to the movies with your friend in a vr theater why would you even go though you say you just stay at home put on your headset and you'd be on with your avatars there and you're able to talk to your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, again, this is probably where it starts to get into the more, um, portrayals that we're familiar with. Uh, maybe the best example being ready player one. Like, um, even if you haven't read the book, I think a lot of people are, have seen the movie or have seen parts of the movie to get an idea of what that metaverse space could look like someday. Um, that's super future focused, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and frankly, the technology's not there yet. So, so just even even talking about these ideas like they're right around the corner feels a little weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even go to the movies right now as it is. Um, so. I wonder if that's an age thing because I stopped going to movies too. Yeah. And maybe it's because I just went to a lot of kids' movies, and it just, you know, just a lot of ah, yeah. And I'm I'm older now, so I like really chill things. Yeah. That said, um, you know, it's interesting to see my kids and what they'll, what they'll experience, um, especially once VR gets up to speed. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the the technology itself and and where it's at. Um, I know Microsoft is coming out with a new headset. Uh, Apple announced theirs a couple months ago. Um, the technology is getting there. Uh, full disclosure, we work with technology companies to, uh, to show these features off and sp specifically to OEMs to show them what could be done with these type chipsets in these devices. Um, so we have a little bit of an idea of what things could happen and where it's at now to where it can go. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to me right now, it, it's, it's right on the precipice of actually being a viable thing where someone could wear it and for hours. 
and not feel queasy or disoriented or anything like that. Um, And where, where it hasn't been in the past is just, it it wasn't, it just wasn't worth it. You know, it wasn't worth the experience of it um, with, with lower end hardware. I agree. Or at least the first generation of hardware that we had to deal with. I mean, I I remember the first, um, uh, I remember the first VR headset that I tried. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the Oculus Rift. And we got that here in the studio because we needed, we needed to work with it. We needed to see how it worked so that we could make content for it and figure out how to help our clientele generate content that's in line with that too. Um, and I remember thinking it was pretty cool at first, but um, ultimately you just you felt anchored. And I know a lot of that anchoring and cables that used to be attached is gone now with these like more recent headsets that have come out. But um, I still don't know that there's been a, a killer app that has made me feel like I need to be the owner of a headset and I actually would use it on a regular basis. Um, if you're really into video games, I'm sure there's plenty of examples of amazing VR games that even in its infancy like are, are, enter- are entertaining. And as much as I like video games, still nothing has been compelling enough to make me want to play video games in a headset. Um, and yeah, to your point, maybe, maybe it's maybe it has something to do with uh, having to like wear something on your face that's bulky, like even if you're not anchored or tethered to anything anymore, you, I don't know, you just feel unnatural wearing it. Well, I, I wonder if that's just a generally generational thing, Yeah, you know, because we, we're not used to, at least me, I, you know, I'm not used to being encumbered by anything, yeah. you know, um, certainly not even headphones, you know, I, I typically don't wear headphones either. So, um, whereas the younger generation, they might not care, you know, you know, a lot of them wear headphones all day and they're playing video games with their headphones on and yeah. sure. I'll, I'll grab another sense, my eyes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, absolutely. So it could be a generational thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I think so too. Um, yeah. If they're used to it, uh, do, do either of, uh, either of your children have they don't headsets? They, they don't have headsets they certainly play a lot of video games sure and uh they would totally be into it yeah um especially as you mentioned to go to a virtual theater and hang out with their friends as avatars i mean they'd be 100 to- percent into that right right um you know they basically do that now with video games you know their yeah. avatars are actually people playing in the game so yeah. Yeah. um i think on a social setting you know obviously there's many video games in the past that you know, the Sims come to mind, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's very social oriented. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a place for VR headsets in that, in that realm. And that, I mean, certainly that's what Zuckerberg is angling towards. Um, yeah. He was probably a little too early in uh, some of the things he's done with it, but sure. you yeah. know, there's a lot of potential there and you know, we've heard nothing but good things about the new Microsoft headset coming out. So it's, it's really a watershed moment for, for that company as a whole, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean it might it might be enough to make me want to try VR again. Um Well we'll certainly have one, so we'll yeah. we will try it yeah. here in, in the office when we're just showing the capabilities of the of the platform. But um yeah, it's uh it's interesting, right? Yeah. I just um 
it help it can't help but feel like the creep of technology is everlasting in the sense that um we've we've grown accustomed in our lifetimes to much of the stuff that was once physical to have now been digitized a lot of our work is just now digital on a computer um it, it makes me wonder if that's ultimately what yeah what we can expect and and if so um you know what a are you excited for anything that that might come about like with VR? I'm excited that I can sit in a chair all day and go different <laughs> places and not move at all. Yeah. And <laughs> now I'm joking. Yeah, um, no, for sure. No, I, I mean, it, it potentially it could just be a whole new, uh, a whole new experience, which is what we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah. Is, um, is there something else other than watching TV or, you know, 3D TVs came out at one point. People were like, oh, new experience. It's 3D. And then that kind of went away because it's, you know, it, it looked almost too realistic. And, yeah. you know, there were inherent problems with it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to create a whole new industry, a whole new entertainment way to do things is huge. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's potential for an insane amount of money to be made by companies who are at the forefront. Yeah. Um, but you have to sell it to the consumer. And the big thing with me right now is just the hardware. You know, you have to invest. And it's not something you can just take for a little bit, try it out. I, I mean, maybe there's places that do that. Yeah. Um, but it's an investment. And when you go into that world, it's almost like you can't be bothered by anyone. Yeah. Right? Um, if you're in that world, your mom, your mom coming up and telling you you have to go to soccer practice, you know, it's going to be quite jarring. Of course, yeah. So um, it's kind of like a checkout. Like, hey, I'm going to check out for an hour and be out of this world and be in the metaverse. Yeah. Um, so that's interestingly weird. Um, mm. You know, it's almost like going to a movie theater in your house, in your little space, but, you know, because you can't talk in a movie theater. You can't do these things. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. And as a parent, if my kids were doing that, I don't know how I would feel because right now they're in their own little world and they're just, they're looking at a screen, but yeah. what if it's all around? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's even more so. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which is an extreme like change from what we're used to already. Right. Like, and maybe that's one of the reasons why, um, companies, as far as I can tell, have, you know, there's still there's still VR space, no doubt, but a lot of companies are moving into that via the AR and XR stuff first. And so Apple's a good example of that, right? Yeah. Uh, they're slow to adopt a lot of things anyway that like other companies have. Um, so this might be another just another example of that. But the fact that they don't really want to address VR quite yet, and they're really just focused on XR, um, I think I think is smart. I mean, frankly to get people used to VR, you get them used to AR. That's right. Um, and to get them into AR in the first place, I think it's smart to first at least show them how efficient perhaps it can make their workflow. I get the sense that a lot of companies are, are gearing up so that they can um, provide services that more like businesses will want to take, you know, take advantage of things that make your working at home experience um, more efficient working through AR. Well, just look at it from meetings. You know, we had a meeting this morning and we use Google Meet. Yeah. But if you're in a headset, could you be in that room with them? And, you know, you can. I mean, yeah. we're literally looking at 
technology that can do that. Exactly. Um, and that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to be clear, what Rob means is like, um, we, we were, we were discussing this with a client earlier and that's the idea that, you know, when you have this meeting, um, you might have a shared virtual space and depending on the other user's experience on the other end of that meeting, if they're doing a similar AR VR experience, they will see your avatar portrayed in a shared space of some sort. Um, and hyper yeah. re- and hyper realistic yeah, too. This realistic. isn't these we aren't were, cartoon characters. Yeah. These are they look like you. Yeah, yeah. We were marveling at the fact that yeah, they, they were generated from photorealistic captures of the end user, and then by sure. either photos or being internally scanned within yeah. the the glasses themselves. Yeah, exactly. It was a combination of both. Yeah, um, like photogrammetry that your phone can take of your face, perhaps, um, and then. Yeah, the the signals from the cameras mounted on the inside of the headset itself. Um, it, yeah, uh, it's so so. One of the things that we've been tasked with since um, maybe about two thousand and one, if I'm not mistaken, two thousand. No, excuse me, not two thousand one. Uh, twenty twenty one. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> has has difference. been yeah. It's a, a huge difference. Excuse me. Um, has been. Um, helping our client produce video projects that um, portray XR use cases um, on an individual level, um, very lifestyle focused people inside of houses or workspaces um, and using XR glasses to do just that. Um, and that's for, been, for example, yeah. uh, like a, a person in their home and they want to check out what a, a couch looks like in their in their home, they could just scroll through their app and that presents uh, these elements so you could see it in real life. I mean, we, we've we seen this before, but it's on a different level now where yeah. you're, you're literally walking around this thing and can see all angles of yeah. it in your, in your space. Um, it'd be great for shopping. Yeah. It's- I mean, you'll see, you could, at, at one point, you'll be able to realistically show what a, like a dress would look like on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What your space. And again, they have some stuff like that now, but it's, it's nowhere near what it's going to be in the next couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the, the, one of the goals of this project was to show how easy it is for people who've already developed applications for devices to just expand upon their existing application and add a VR aspect to that application, which is really, uh, which I think is helping lay the groundwork for just spreading this, like as something people will enjoy on a more regular basis. Um, you got to get the developers into it first. And, and yeah, that's, that's part of what we we're helping our client with is helping them attract developers so that people will start phasing this in and building out these applications. Um, which is, which is another interesting aspect of these projects that we do is because of the relatively new nature of the technology um, and other, you know, issues, limitations. Um, there's no particularly good way to capture, at least from the first-person perspective, a an AR experience. Um, that is to say, the devices that people use on their heads are already doing so much just to generate that experience that it's hard to actually tap into that and get, like, a really smooth recording of what they're seeing as well. So a lot of the times, 10 Stories is responsible for um, simulating 
a lot of what these capabilities are actually going to look like um, from a third-person perspective. Um, frankly, most of the time, if you're from the third person, you're not going to see what someone's seeing in AR. But the idea is that um, we've these projects have been really VFX heavy, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I think um, the cool thing about what we do with this, and I don't want it to be all about us here, but we're able to think ahead and think about these use cases that um, people will, that will be useful, yeah. you know? And um, and it's it's cool for us just because it's new technology and it hasn't been done before. So we're literally thinking about things that, oh, this would be cool. This would help this a lot. Yeah. You know, we, we should probably show this. Um, and again, we're not, we're not trying to fake anyone out. We're, mm-hmm it's all simulated the, the 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 technology is typically not there when we create it for that sp- specific use that we're showing but mm-hmm. um as far as software goes um but but the technology's there yeah we just need the developers to develop it and that's what peter's referring to is getting you know developers to use this platform to uh create apps yeah and and on a on an even just simply practical level, it's just it's it's hard to get AR stuff. Like um, we had do have one example of that where we um, we helped our client um, set up a and film a camera rig that was actually mounted to a pair of AR glasses, and it took a bit of jerry rigging, um, but we were able to capture what it might be like, um, you know, glasses mounted to a gimbal, <laughs> mounted to a camera, and then just moving through space and then aiming aiming these glasses at any direction we need to in order to see what we see through the through the viewfinder that are the lenses of the glasses. Um, and that was tricky. Just even even making that work alone. Well, it's not the same. Was, the th- what's tricky is is we're we're showcasing a, a 360 degree experience yeah. in a 16 by 9 frame. Yeah, right. exactly. It's always going to so be cropped. It's always going to be cropped. It's yeah. always going to be probably too wide, uh, maybe not wide enough that mm-hmm. the actual camera angle. Um, so there's some tricks you do. I mean, you could, for some projects, we just get a really wide angle lens and move around a space and then, and then motion track elements within that space. And that's typically what we do if we're doing first person. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we're simulating. 100 percent right. yeah that's what we'll do and that's that's one of the nice things to your point earlier is about simulating um is while we are simulating we're doing it in line with how we know the technology, technology works. works the client yeah. has made that very clear we can't portray anything inaccurately we're very conscious of that um but also it gives us a little bit of freedom of suggesting like hey maybe this thing could animate like this or maybe this thing could be over here instead of over here um and obviously when you shoot with the camera you don't have the same kind of tiny, like little cropped viewport that you might otherwise, like in an actual set of VR, VR glasses or AR glasses, I should say. So that's great. That gives us a lot of freedom. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, have you, you um, have have you seen and or are you interested in Apple's headset? So, yeah. Yeah. Very interested. In it. Yeah. I, I have not seen it up close. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't been to the Apple store in quite a long time. Sure, yeah. Um, but I'm I am interested in it. Um, we haven't ordered one here at the 
at the office yet. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Have you? Um, I've seen it. I haven't seen it up close, but I am interested in trying it 100%. This is the first, I, to be fair, I'm not, I'm not into or out of any kind of Apple, um, you know, fan. I'm not, you know, a diehard fan by any means. I love Apple products, but yeah, I, it's been forever since anything's brought me into an Apple store. Right. So if, if, if I could have an, exp- uh, you know, the chance to try it maybe That's, in the Apple store, I'm, I might actually yeah. <laughs> get, get down to the mall again. Well that, yeah. And I mean, that's what they're banking on. I mean, maybe it's just that. Now is the reason to go to the Apple Store and yeah, maybe we get something else. Let me. Uh, I just want to bring up one other point, and, and this is something I've been talking about for you know ten years since this really technology started, and that's how many people are the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, when smartphones came out, everyone bought one, right? Because it's a smartphone, right? Headsets. I mean, I haven't seen the numbers, but I know it's like not many are being sold. Sure. Yeah. And I looked at the numbers for Apple's. Not many have been sold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think they're even going to make that many. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so what is that? It's interesting because the, the technology is so cutting edge, yet the user base is very small. Mm-hmm. Totally. And... I can't help but think it's just a hardware thing. Yeah. Will we be to the point where a company such as like Amazon just gives away the headsets and then use the internal organs of it just like just like they do with the Fire Stick? I mean, the Fire Stick costs more to make yeah. than what they sell it for. The reason they do that is so people are on their platform. Of course. Are we going to see that? Because I think that's the biggest barrier right now is the cost of the hardware. Sure. But if a company has enough foresight, they might just say, hey, yeah. here it is for free. You just yeah. need to sign up for, for a, a year service. or a monthly yeah. service for a year. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the next step. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but I can see that too, for sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, especially if they come down to just a couple hundred bucks. I mean, what? Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, as yeah. a if you're an Amazon, if you have a lot of investment money, if you have a lot of money to throw at it and really believe in it, yeah. like Amazon or Meta, <laughs> yeah, if call you, out to yeah. Meta. Yeah, Here's a good idea. Meta. Give yeah. them away. Yeah. Um, then your user base. Then then you just have a user base, and you'll be able to control their platform and hopefully keep them. Yeah. No, that's a great point. That's a yeah. That's a really interesting point. Um, because I know that there are kind of, I don't, I can't think of any examples of that necessarily, but it makes me think of how Microsoft's Xbox um, is usually priced, at least historically, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, has been priced whereby Microsoft really doesn't make any money on that hardware. What they're banking on is that you're, you're in the Microsoft Xbox live ecosystem now and that you're getting all of your games or media consumption through your Xbox that's what they're banking on. It's not not exactly the same because they're not giving away Xboxes necessarily. But yeah, like at what point does does the does the potential to to generate profit sh- simply from the media that you're sharing on well, this platform long, like outweigh outweigh long, the hardware long term, costs? Yeah, long term, it's unquestionable that's the case. Yeah, hardware is just hardware. Yeah, it'll know? get cheaper as time progresses. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah. most famously, uh, Amazon did this with their their Fire. With their tablet, their first tablet, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure I'm dating myself, but when Apple came out with their tablet, it was quite expensive. Yeah. Amazon came out with theirs, and it was like a hundred bucks. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And 
it costs more for them to make it, but they were banking on that idea that you yeah. stay on the Amazon platform. If you're on Amazon fire, here's all your apps. You, here's, you can go shopping and, yeah. and that's factored into the price. Um, I, I would assume that's the next step. Um, yeah. it would be smart for them to do that because that seems like the only barrier really. I mean, if, if I could get a free headset and just sign up for monthlies, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be interesting. I wonder what, I wonder, I wonder what kind of content you'd provide to make that attractive, what price point would make sense. But, um, that's, yeah, that'd be really cool. I, uh, I agree. I agree on the, uh, the, the extent that like, it's just priced out. A lot of people don't want to spend that kind of money on a headset that like nobody else, nobody else is using, at least as far as they're concerned. Unless there's something they really just have to experience, they're not gonna they're not gonna jump in. Um, but it it all comes down to the technology too, right? Yeah. When can this be thinner? When will this not feel like I'm wearing a brick on my face? Right. Yeah. And and the glasses, you know, AR really is like another stepping stone on the way there because at least at least as far as we can tell from what we've seen from our our partners, our our clientele, that glasses seem to be getting smaller. I know the earlier AR projects we did, glasses look really bulky as we get, as we move on in time, the stuff we're seeing at least looks a lot more thin and sleek, um, but still not like something I'd quite be ready to wear on a, on like a, sure, like, like all the time, you know? Well, eventually they'll look like our yeah, glasses I, that we're wearing right Yeah, now. hopefully. I mean, yeah. And then th at that point, maybe display technology will advance to the extent where you don't need a different headset to do VR. You're your glasses will be able to do both maybe to a certain extent. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Like it's yeah. VR and AR. It's you take your pick. Yeah. Um, and regular glasses or, or be regular glasses. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing, man. Yeah. VR and AR is kind of difficult with like people who wear glasses. I mean, sure. I could put contacts on, but I don't like, I don't like wearing contacts. So, I don't even have contacts. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, I've tried, I've used to anyway. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't have to let me wear my glasses. Well, I mean, I, you can adjust it. So some of them, yeah. Some of them yeah. can. As far as I know, like though, I think, I think um, Apple's headset is one of the ones that you can't. Though you have to like pay up to get special prescription lenses like installed in the headset. Oh, you're kidding me! I don't. I, if I'm not mistaken. That is so short-sighted. That is ridiculously short-sighted. That might be one of the reasons why they're 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 not banking on making a whole bunch of them, and they really. And so it's just a proof of concept. Uh, yes, An a working proof one. of concept. A very yeah, expensive you know, one. Yeah, I mean, shit. You know, it might be worth buying a headset just to even have it as a collectible because I know if we still had the first iPod in its box, that it would be worth something. Sure. Well, I think the big thing for me when they came out with that is just now it's for real. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Now everyone knows this is the future. It's a very early stage in the development of this technology. But when you have Apple in, when you have Facebook turning into Meta, you know, yeah. really behind this. And you know, Amazon's coming up yeah. with something right now. The writing's now. on the wall to a certain extent. So extreme. no matter what, it, get ready because yeah. it's coming. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of development costs dumped into this. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of app development with this. Certainly yeah. when the new Microsoft one comes out where you have two new platforms on the market with Apple and Microsoft. Yeah. Um, and then you have all the third-party ones too, right? Um, yeah. So it's go time. Yeah, this might be where we start to see a snowball effect. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, what we saw, what we've seen up until now, has been just kind of practicing. Well, it's very, it's a very interesting, yeah. it's a very interesting time 
uh, with particularly with hardware development and the future of what software will will be seeing. Yeah, yeah, I I can't wait to see stuff that's going to be easier to wear and some applications that'll really make it really make it interesting to want to use like a killer app. Just give me a killer app yeah. and a decent price point yeah. and a thin enough headset. I'm, I'm very much interested. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll just end it there. Yeah. Thanks everyone for watching yeah, and listening. For, yeah. Thanks for the talk, Rob. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, we'll talk next time. Yeah. All right. Thanks y'all. Bye. Have a good one.